We are here on day 5,742 of quarantine life, thanks to coronavirus. Yep. And um, we are here with a newborn baby, three months old, and our six-year-old. We are doing homeschool for kindergarten. Um, You're still working a little bit, which is, how does that feel for you? Is that kind of nice for you to get out a little bit? It is. Honestly, today I did a um, a recording with a group of people and I'm not going to lie. I When it was over, I, I hung out for a good half hour. Oh, did you? Yeah. I just, oh, that's so nice. And then they're all like, wow, nobody wants to leave. Even Pierre's here. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. If I had a newborn baby, I wouldn't go home either. And I, <laughs> and I stood up. I said, yep, I'm going to go home now. Ah, but how I, sweet. I didn't. I didn't want to come home. It was I get nice. that. But I took two hours to go to the grocery store today, so I can't complain. I Every time I go out of the house, I literally milk it for all it is because it's my only alone time right now. But, you know, with you guys know the story of Brooklyn and that she, or most of you know the story, that she decided to come nine weeks early. Um, and so she spent six weeks of her life in the NICU. And during that time... You know, I'm out of the hospital. Life is still going on, um, and she is living at the hospital. And that was a really hard season for us to navigate. And I remember uh, Jordan was enrolled in basketball. He had done his first season of basketball. And so we were going to basketball games. Which he was terrible in basketball. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it took him to play basketball for us to realize how good he was naturally at soccer. Because he sucked at basketball. Um, poor guy. And he is the tiniest thing on the team, too. The ball will come to him, and this fool starts kicking the ball. <laughs> Like it's soccer. In practice. He didn't do it in a game. At least give him that. But he would. In practice, he would always kick the basketball. It was so embarrassing. But anyways, and so we were trying to navigate this time. And I was really thankful that I got to go to some of Jordan's basketball games. But I was always missing Brooklyn being a part of those games and those days. And I remember texting a friend who happens to be a nurse practitioner. She is in the medical field and she actually works in the NICU. And I remember telling her, she's asking how I am. And I was telling her that I just really wanted Brooklyn to be a part of those family moments with us. And I was missing her so much. And I remember her telling me, Danny Lee, Honestly, once you bring Brooklyn home, she won't be able to go to public events like that for the first six months to a year of her life because she's going to have a low immune system. And I remember just reading that really stressed me out, made me cry. I was really sad thinking about that and that the thought of being locked in my house with my newborn for six months sounded devastating. And the irony is... We had no idea that the coronavirus was coming and that quarantine life was going to be a reality and that we were really going to be locked inside of our house for months with our newborn baby. And um, so obviously she was saying it for different reasons. And here we are. This virus has taken over the world. And now we're quarantined at home with our baby. And so it's been really difficult navigating postpartum um, and just all that comes with that through all of this that's going on in the world. And so I want to talk a little bit about how it's been for me. And, you know, this episode may be a little heavy for more of the women's side, but 
if you're a male, if you ever plan on marrying a woman, having kids, um, this could be good for you to hear what it's like from the other side. And I honestly hope through this episode that for women who are going through some of this journey of life through all of this, that, you know, you know, you're not alone and that there's other things that people are feeling too that you're going through at the same time. So with all that being said, if you're ready, let's Let's dig. Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Dig podcast, where Pierre and Danny Lee invite you into their personal conversation. Listen to them dig deep to bring you hope, inspiration, and valuable tools to equip your goals. Learn ways to think beyond your current situation and help make steps towards a life you haven't even dreamed of. We all don't have it figured out, but as they dig, you'll dig with them and find some of your own gems along the way. So here are your hosts of Let's Dig, Pierre and Danny Lee. We're so thankful that Brooklyn got to come home. I mean, just a few days before the quarantine got, you know, handed out to all of California. She made it home, I think, what, like 12 days before? Yeah, I think she had about almost, yeah, about two weeks. Almost two weeks before this whole thing, before we had to go on quarantine. Right. So we were so thankful that we didn't have to go through this while she was still at the hospital. And we were so happy to be home and just enjoy all the snuggles and like we were finally having that family time with Jordan finally getting to meet her because he wasn't able to meet her while she was in the NICU. Um, And so we were so thankful to just be able to have this home time. And then the quarantine came and it was like, oh man, like school's canceled for Jordan. Work is canceled for so many people. Restaurants are closing. Travel is being banned, which in part has been a blessing with you like that you haven't had to travel. You normally travel for work and it's kind of been a blessing that you haven't had to leave us. Like you've been home so much with us. I mean, yeah, some, some might call it a blessing, but it's, it's a, it is a blessing just in disguise. I get it. It's both because that I, I enjoy what I do. Right. I like what I do. And not that it completes me, but I am fulfilled when I do what I do and I come home a lot more happier and like missing you guys more, you know, like they say distance, you know, makes the heart go, you know, grow fond of each other. And so not being able to travel and being home all the time, working from home has been hard too, because I already work from home. I thought I would be able to keep the same pace for my productivity right? and realizing that just because the family's home, I can't do that. And so now I have to cut that in half. And so, yeah, I mean, it is a blessing because it could be worse. Um, but it's also a challenge too, because I really love what I do. Yeah, of course. I think it's a blessing on my side in the sense that I didn't have to just get thrown right into, um, single parenting it with a newborn, a six-year-old going to kindergarten and my husband travels for work. That was like a genuine um, stress for me, like thinking of how I would handle that. And we've had conversations. We've had conversations about that because, you know, I the way you just described it, that sounds crazy. In my head, but that's in what your it head. is. But you but you've done it like you've done it like there's right. I th- always think that you can do it. Right. You know, because it's like Jordan's in school. From this amount of time, like his school is walking distance. You could put her in a stroller. Then you get to come home, give her a nap. You take a nap. Like, but that's kind of like, like when you break it down, it's like, okay, makes sense. But, but when you say that, that speed and that fast, like, whoa, 
I guess, I mean, for some that's people, just how it might you be, look at it. Yeah. I mean, that's but, not how a mom looks at it or I, feels about it. Right. When it's in, in it's ahead of her, not like once it's over and I'm like, oh, that wasn't too bad, which, but that's did you what get always happens. Did you travel before the quarantine when we had her at home? No. Yeah. Right? The week before. Was she home? Yeah, there was one week. I was- so we did like two days without you, right? Right. And I did, and I did say like it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, because she is such an easy baby. Thank the Lord, and we prayed really hard for that. Uh, she is an easy baby, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But in the end, that is how it happens sometimes. And honestly, even with all the travel, like. It's good that you're home, but because you're home and travel's banned, it also is keeping grandparents from coming to visit us. Your parents both had trips planned to come visit. My parents had plans to come visit once Brooklyn was home from the NICU. Like, that to me, it really does bother me. Like, there are days where it really just makes me sad that my parents haven't seen her yet. Um, And I hate that I feel like they're missing this stage of her. Yeah. Even I told you I had we have a friend that um, a family that we're close to that lives a few blocks from us and they met us when we were pregnant with Brooklyn and our sons played on a soccer team together. And so the wife was texting me the other day and she was I was telling her how much we missed them. And we were talking about we missed dinners together because we would just walk on a Tuesday night, meet up and have pizza together blocks from our house. It's so much fun. And she was like, I can't wait to meet her. And I totally forgot that one of my friends hasn't even met my our daughter yet. Like that was so crazy to me. And it made me so sad to realize every day she's growing, every day she's gaining weight. Um, she's growing out of her preemie clothes. Now she's in newborn clothes. Like she's changing so fast and family and friends are missing that. And that's so sad to me. Like, so it's been something that's really been hard for me to like handle. Yeah, I get it. You know, and I I can't imagine too having to stay home the whole time, you know, because for me, Mm. I, I still get to work. Right. And so I'm still seeing people. Yeah, this was supposed to be my snapback season. Like, you know, society puts this pressure on us. But I'm not going to lie, just because society puts pressure on us doesn't mean we kind of want it for ourselves too. Like, we pop that baby out and we're like, hold on a second. My body is my own again. Let me find myself. Let me put some cute clothes on. Let me do my hair and makeup and let's get back to life. And I was so excited for that, especially during like maternity leave. Like that's the time where you have time to get dressed, but you're still spending time with your baby. And I thought that I'd be able to go have lunch with friends and, you know, all these things. And that all got taken away. I'm all of a sudden a stay at home all the time mom, not just like a stay at home mom. It's like a different level of quarantine. Stay at home all the time, mom. I'm a kindergarten teacher all of a sudden. I'm cooking every day. Um, It's a whole different bear of what I thought it was going to look like. I, you know, even working out. Oh, my gosh. It's the hardest thing to, first of all, be motivated at home. Second of all, guys, I really miss my pre-workout drinks. Like those help me work out better so much and you can't take them while you're breastfeeding 
So I'm trying to do these at-home workouts and challenge my body when I know that I would have gotten such a better workout if I was going to the gym, having alone time by myself at the gym, sitting in a sauna for 20 minutes, sweating it out. Like there's all these things that I thought I imagined what it would be like. And a lot of them are different. Like a lot of it is not what I thought it would be. So what is like, what's the next step then for you? Because as of now, you know, we don't know how long this is going to be. Right. So what is the, like, what's the next step? Like, how don't, how long do you sit in this or like, what are you telling yourself? You know, how do you make the most out of this? Right. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm doing better at most of the things that I have on my plate right now. Like, honestly, I'm killing the game in the kitchen, y'all. I'm not a good cook and I have made crazy recipes that I've never cooked before. I have had two failures and that's okay. I'm okay with that. But like I'm stretching myself in my cooking skills and I am earning whatever kitchen you are going to buy me in our next place beer. I'm going to have a beautiful kitchen because y'all our kitchen right now. It's I'm not so gonna buy small. It. The, the government's going to buy it. The government's going to buy it. They're going to buy it. <laughs> But guys, really, our kitchen is really small. It has a really old oven and we are still making it work. Um, But so balancing that, balancing Brooklyn, balancing teaching Jordan and making sure he's getting all of his schoolwork done, because even though he is at home, they still have um, not projects, but they still have requirements of things they need to do every day, time limits on certain programs. So I'm on top of him every day trying to make sure he's doing what he needs to do. So for me, I feel like I have those things at a good balance. I am trying to be physically active at least three times a week. Um, and I'm learning that like, oh man, this part of my body is really bothering me. So let me up that and let me be more, Uh, focused on that area as I work out trying to at least if I don't work out in the house at least go do a walk Uh, you bought me those ankle weights the other day oh my gosh guys I felt like a giraffe learning how to walk (laughs) have you guys ever seen those videos of the baby giraffe trying to walk that's exactly how I felt he got these uh, ankle weights that are four pounds so four pounds on each leg and I felt so silly but it was a good workout And then when I took them off, I felt even stranger. But so even if I don't do like a HIIT workout, the program that I've that I've had on my phone for a while, they have HIIT workouts and they're short, less than 20 minutes. So I try to do those once, like three times a week. But if I don't, I at least go on a walk with those ankle weights. Um, You also got me that crazy board thing. What's it called again? I don't know what it's called. I don't know. It was a Shark Tank product, guys. And I watched that episode of this board thing and you like twist on it. And so today I was twisting on that thing with my hand weights. Like I was going hard. So um, I think the, the next things that I need to work on is honestly, guys, in quarantine, food is so much therapy. Like it's terrible. But I really don't eat well when I'm stressed. It's just a part of life. And so I need to work harder at making better decisions on what I'm eating at home and what I'm letting myself drink or all that stuff. Like I have to work better on that for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's really just it. But then again, I'm not going through postpartum 
right. and full full quarantine. You know, I was the first two weeks, but after that, after the two weeks, then right, you went I, back went, to work. I went. I went back to work. I think the crazy thing is that to consider that all that I'm going through, all these things I'm trying to juggle and master. Um, trying to take care of myself, trying to get my snap back. And then to know at the end of the day, my hormones are still balancing out. Like I've always told the story of after I had Jordan, there was this day where I just woke up and he had woken up in the morning and I was going to get him out of his crib. He was in his own room at that point. And I remember picking him up and looking around the room and going, oh my word, Everything is so clear right now. And it was like this fog had gone away. And I always made it a point to remember he was six months old. And I didn't know I was in a fog up to that point until I woke up that day and everything was really clear. And so to know that at this point, I'm only three months postpartum. I'm doing all these things. I'm trying to wrap my head around all that life has changed since I had her. And at the end of the day, my hormones and emotions could be all over the place. And I have no idea because that's a tricky thing about hormones. And I've always tried to explain that to you, that women with hormones, we can't like just say, oh, these are just my hormones and those aren't my real feelings. It's real feelings validated to us and feel so real. But when we look back at it, sometimes it's like, oh, dang, yeah, that's crazy. That's kind of my hormones. <laughs> That's or, crazy. And that wasn't as normal as I thought it was. And that's just tough to hear too because like you're you're already an emotional person. I am. And I'm the opposite. Like I don't You don't have emotions I don't, sometimes. Yeah, I don't communicate with emotions. Like we can be going through something or yeah, Jordan. But do you I'm saying like sometimes you just don't have emotions well, about I, things in I general. I have emotions. If I don't do have you? Well, if I don't have emotions, I mean I don't have a soul. Like I well, do have emotions. Well, your emotions are very muted. Well, compared to you, they are. <laughs> okay, because fine. like you, okay, compared like, to me, yeah. It emotions like you know, like we've been having some conversations, and like it's it it's your lifeline. Like if you don't get a hug, or like if, if your emotions is not where it needs to be, then like you literally like don't have life. <laughs> Can be true a little bit. You know what bit. I mean? Yeah, and so to even talk about hearing you talk about your you know, your, um, your postpartum stuff that you're dealing with and, you know, hormones and whatnot and all that stuff. Like to me, it's like, I can't even comprehend. Right. Which you're, I feel, you're talking Chinese right now. Right. Which I do need to, uh, do this announcement because we just realized that you didn't quite understand this the other day that, so for all the men out there who are listening, when we say postpartum, that does not mean postpartum depression. You thought that the other day. You were like, oh, I thought that meant postpartum depression. I'm like, no, postpartum just means after the baby. And the thing is, that's we, all that means. We never even used that term when we had Jordan. We never used that word. Really? No. This, so so this is the first time that it's actually a word in our house. I've heard it used before, like it just other means people. After you had a baby. Well, it's yeah. Just like, that's it. That it's- makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> But, Guys, he thought I had like postpartum depression. Well, here's my because thing. I was using the word postpartum. Why the hell are you guys coming up with this <laughs> big old word postpartum? And all it means is I just had a baby. <laughs> it just means that's that very we're in complicated. This stage. That's very. Co- You're basically saying I just had a baby. Just say you just had a baby. <laughs> 
Why you gotta say I'm I in mean, postpartum? They even call this phase the fourth trimester. Oh my gosh! Which is ironic because tri means three, but whatever. But they literally say it's like the fourth trimester because it's so much of a recovery that it it like it deserves to be acknowledged in this whole process. Like it's part, it's just as much part of it. And it's us trying to find ourselves again. We're no longer sharing our body with another human being. And it's us recovering from this huge physical challenge that we just made it through. And now we have this tiny thing that's attached to us outside of our body, but needs us for so much to give them life, to give them nutrients, to give them food and comfort and all these things. And we're trying to balance that, but finding ourselves at the same time. And it is no joke. Like, kudos to all these women who do this six times. There is a there is a girl that I know, and she has five or six kids. And I have thought about her so many times during my second pregnancy. Because I'm like, how did she do this six times? It's mad impressive. That's crazy. It is crazy. But, you know, I just really wanted to, like, have this moment to really share what I was going through, you know, none of us women who are pregnant or just had a baby or about to have a baby, none of us knew that this virus was going to be a factor in this journey for us. We've all thought about how we would deliver. We all thought about what our postpartum would look like. I use that word just for you. We all thought about what our, you know, maternity leave looked like. We have all these things envisioned and we imagined what it would look like. Like we didn't even get to have a baby shower for Brooklyn. We waited, you know, six years between Jordan and her and we prayed so much for her and a baby shower was something I imagined for a long time. Photos of all three of us and me pregnant That was something I pictured a lot, and none of that happened. Now, granted, those weren't because of the virus, but for some women out there, those are not happening now due to the virus and due to quarantine. And so sometimes there's women out there that now their deliveries look different because they can only have one person or maybe not even one person in the hospital with them. And so it's tough when we have these expectations or these Um, ideas of what we thought life would look like and it's just different and it's out of our control and I think that women are even though we're emotional like at the end of the day we get through it like there are very few stories that you hear of a woman just leaving their baby or walking away from their kids that those stories are rare and I think it's because we don't give up it's hard and it's emotional and yeah we cry all the time and we hide in our bathroom just to get a few minutes away from our kids and I mean I always have a stash of chocolate that you don't know about in this house and Uh, here's the crazy (laughs) thing is I do know about it you do sometimes but not all the time that other stash, I, I know your other stash that you go and you replenish your little Ziploc bag every night and you eat from it. I see it. <laughs> Those are my lactation cookies. Whatever. They're the same thing. It's chocolate. <laughs> they look ugly too. I so 
I would die if you ate them. They'd make you so gassy with the like nutrients that it has in there. I would die if you ate those cookies. And they're expensive too, so don't eat those cookies. But, you know, I just I just think that women, we just know how to adjust and how to keep going. And we may look back at that time and be like, dang, that was a rough season. And I don't know how I made it out of that. But we do, we make it out and we raise these amazing kids that turn into human beings that we can be so proud of. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit of my heart like that, that, you know, it's a lot taking all this on at the same time and trying to navigate it. And I've talked to a lot of women on social media or friends that are going through this. And it's no joke having a global pandemic in the middle of such an important season of your life. So my biggest concern for you is I just want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself because you're talking so much of Brooklyn and Jordan, even earlier, like when I asked you, like, what are you doing to get out of this? Your first response is what you're doing for them. And Mm -hmm. I know that's part of dealing with it, but I think you just have to be careful that you don't lose yourself. That's obviously some conversation that you and I, we've been privately having that, you know, yeah. we're not talking about publicly, but it's like, you know, you just trying to figure yourself out. I mean, we hear stories of, you know, moms who's, who they spent, you know, several years, some who have spent, um, I mean, decades taking care of their kids. And when their kids are finally grown and they're empty nesters, they don't know what they want to do for themselves that or they true. they've lost lost themselves or you know and i just for me i'm like let's use it as an opportunity to learn from that and yeah. right now in our early 30s it's like what can we do right now to catch that now i'm not saying that you need a fast track and just jump on this quick thing so go get a you know right after this quarantine's over go ahead and soul search and, and figure something out but i'm just saying like just be aware that that is something that's very common that the kids will keep you busy. The demand from them, it doesn't go away. It doesn't stop. I mean, and I'm sure the parents that that are um, parents of older kids that are my age, like, like my parents can tell you, you know, we finally stopped asking for stuff. I mean, in our late 20s. I mean, so it's not like, like once Jordan turns 19, he's done. No. I mean, it's in his 20s. Yeah, I mean, and depending right. on. So the thing is, the demand from from the kids will never go away. And that's just my concern from you. I just don't want you to lose yourself in all of this. Um, or, yeah, it's, and, and it's not even about specifically like going ahead and getting a job in what you're passionate about. It's just being aware of like constantly thinking about, OK, what do I love to do? Even if it's just a hobby, if even if it's just a hobby. That's fine. Let's right. say you went ahead and got another job after this whole thing like was over and you said, you know what? These are the two two or three things that I'm really passionate about that I really love doing right now. I'm not even going to do it for money. Tell yourself that I won't even do it for money. I'm just going to do it because I love it and it makes me feel like I'm doing something for myself. That's just my biggest concern. Like, I just don't want you to lose yourself. Yeah. I even You know what? Even that you brought it up like even yesterday and the last you know, two or three days, I have been on that verge of feeling burnt out of someone always needs something from me. And yeah, that and, is, and that doesn't go away. That And that is so tiring. And the challenge is, I remember that from Jordan, 
But the challenge is, is that right now the things that I would typically do to recharge myself are not available. And that's what I told you. I'm like, man, it's so hard. I can't just be like, babe, I'm going to go get my feet done and I'll go get me a Starbucks and get my feet done and sit there with my my headphones on and enjoy getting my feet and nails done and then come home feeling refreshed and taken care of. That's not an option right now. I can't just be like, yo, I'm going to go have lunch with so-and-so and I'm going to go eat some B-dubs and I'll be back. Like those certain things that were normally something that would recharge me, they're not available right now. And that was really hard for me to like wrap my head around it. But yesterday I just finally told you like, I just need some alone time. And I didn't know what I was going to do. You suggested things like ride your bike. And I'm like, that's not fun to me. Like that's not something I enjoy. It's a workout to me. But yesterday I went and I got me a Coke from McDonald's and I found an empty parking lot and I rolled my windows down. The breeze was blowing through the car. I turned on music. I sang. I turned on some Christian music and worshiped. And man, I felt so much better. I talked to a friend and vented to her and like it was so helpful. Like I felt so much better. I came home. I went straight to the kitchen, started cooking dinner and felt so much better. And so you are totally right that I said, us women, we adjust and we don't give up, but we will totally do that at the expense of ourself. Like that's part of us. Like you even said the other day, you were like, man, kudos to you moms, because y'all will hold that baby forever even if you don't want to even right now you're holding brooklyn yeah. during this whole time and to me like shoot i'll be ready to put her down within <laughs> oh, oh oh yeah so she has to be held for 10 minutes okay you hey siri <laughs> set a timer for 10 minutes it's so oh snap true. siri's about to do it right now oh, sorry siri so i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm just like yeah man i just th- and i th- told you i said it's our job it's the nurturing in us it's just what we do we will give every ounce of ourself, healthy or not. I'm, I hear you when you're saying there needs to be a balance, but as moms, we will give everything inside of us for the other people that need us. Well, there it is. So that's what it is. But ladies, honestly, if you are someone that's going through any stage of this season during this state of pandemic and all that's going on in the world, like I want you to know that you can do this. You were built for this. And, um, Trust in yourself. You know, if you have things that really help you, if you have friends, you have to have friends that you can call, that you can vent to, that you can help you know that you're not alone. You're not crazy, first of all. Like, that's such a big thing. And no, I know that that really helped me when Brooklyn was in the NICU to be able to text another NICU mom and say, am I crazy for feeling this way or how did this work out for you? And now I have another friend who went through the NICU experience right after me and she's texting me the same things. And I'm so thankful that I had someone do that for me and that I can do that for someone else. And that goes across the board, not just for NICU experience, that just goes from mom to mom. So ladies, if you are going through anything and you don't have someone to reach out, please, please, please DM me, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, um, find another friend, find, call your mom, man, us moms, we need our moms. And if you have your mom, like be so thankful that you still have your mom. I'm thankful I can call my mom and be like, Hey, I have a mom question. This is crazy. So 
stay safe out there, you guys. Stay healthy, keep washing your hands, and just know that it won't be like this forever. You've been listening to Let's Dig, the podcast. If you've enjoyed today, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share this episode. Also, Pierre and Danny Lee would love to hear from you. Find them on all social media platforms at Let's Dig, the podcast. Thanks for digging with us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.